Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 228. Uh, yet another great one. No interview on this one. We are going to plow through a whole bunch of great music because that's what we do on every episode. Yeah. New episode, new tracks. That's exactly. how it goes. <laughs> exactly. Lots of new stuff, a lot of good stuff. Uh, going to pack them in. We're going to get playing. But before we do that, as we do on all episodes, we're going to start off with what has come out recently and what is uh, going to be coming out. So I'm going to start back on August 27th, just because there were so many great ones, and I'm sure at least a couple of those will end up on my best of uh, list for the end of the year, including this one. The Bronx released Bronx 6 on the 27th. Filth is Eternal with Love is Alive, Filth is Eternal. Teenage Bottle Rocket with Six Sesh. DFL with Why Are You DFL. Ice Cold Killers, Stories from the Grave, Chubby and the Gang with the Mutts Nuts, Lazy Class with their self-titled over on Contra Records, Fonin Flucht with Trame, Trame, it's a single, Trame, Part-Time Killer released Human Syntax Error, Red Alert and Rough Cuts released their split double A and A side, and that's double A-Y-E and then E-H side. If you know where they're from, you'll you'll understand. At Pro our Pro Rock Records put out a compilation on the rocks, and that's R-A-W-K-S. Just like Pro Rock, Pro Rock Records compilation on the Rocks Volume 2. It's out on Punk and Disorderly Records. On the that came out on the 28th. On the 30th, Capgun Heroes put out That Girl, it's an EP. Heavy Seas put out Everything Breaks. That's on Rad Girlfriend Records on the 31st. On the first, Home Ground released Believe in Forgets. It's a single. Dead 77 released on repeat featuring David Rodriguez. That's a single. Fruits, F-R-V-I-T-S, released Stupid Era. It's an EP on Slovenly Records on the third. The Q-Tips also on Slovenly Records released There Are Those Who Drill Violently. Then Strong Boys released Homo, it's a 7-inch, on Static Shock Records on the 3rd. Raging Nathans did a split with The Dwarves, that's on Rad Girlfriend Records, that came out on the 3rd. Finney McConnell, vocalist of The Mahones, released his debut solo album called The Dark Streets of Love. Sin City released Things I Left Behind, it's a single. Uh, On the 3rd, Mask Up released Rage Against the Dying Light. And that is a single, and they were a band before saying Mask Up was a thing. So, just oh, so you know. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> They're not doing it just because of that. Uh, Blitz Kid on the third released three new tracks on the Ad Nauseam Memori EP. Not on Tour released Outtakes, which is an EP on SBAM Records. Lean 13 released The Higher the Socks, The Downer the Foo. On Americant Records, on the 4th, they did their album release show on the 4th, on Saturday. We played a track from that just this last episode on 227. Then on the 5th, there was a split between Mirren Bide and Baudelaire. Uh, that's, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, and Alaritos. What's that? Baudelaire? 
There you go, Baudelaire. If it's a A U, B A U D. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Baudelaire. Thank you, Lemony Snicket, for telling me how to pronounce that. Alaritos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they released Vida Sangre e Dolor, which is released on the fifth. Longshot Odds is releasing So Far to Go. They did that yesterday, the seventh. Today, DCHC519, they released a new compilation, My Friends, My Family. It's a great compilation, goes to a good cause. It's like $6 in Canadian dollars, which is a little bit less than American dollars. Probably not for long. Probably gaining and passing us before too long because our government overspends. Yeah. But. What else is new? Right? (laughs) Uh, You can go get that there uh, off their Bandcamp page. On the 10th. This Friday, some releases will be face-to-face with No Way Out But Through, Emil and the Sniffers with Comfort to Me, Hawthorne Heights with The Rain Just Follows Me, Rockstar Race Car releasing a new single, Girl for a Day, Silence Equals Death will be releasing I'll See You on the Other Side, that is on Upstate uh, Records, Old North End will be releasing O-N-E-E-P, Lurk is going to be releasing Around the Sun on the 17th, Cocktail Slippers is releasing Shout it out loud on the 17th. Coma will be releasing Internment Failure on La Vida Es Un Mus Discos. Beach Riot will be releasing Subatomic Party Cool on the 17th. These Streets will be releasing Roll the Dice on Upstate Records. That's an EP. Finally, Stingray will be releasing Feeding Time. It's an EP on La Vida Es Un Mus Discos. Eric, what do you got to add? Well, other than, uh, yeah, there is the Filth Filth is Eternal. That just uh, barely came out, the whole album. And, yeah, we will be getting into that uh, very shortly. And, yeah, the Amel and the Sniffers, the album is going to be coming out. They They did drop a new single just a couple days ago. And, oh, man, I'm forgetting what the song was called. Anyway, that's not that's not really important. The fact is the album is coming out this month in just, uh, I think, under a week. Is that what you said? This Friday. Yeah, this Friday. So, yeah, definitely under a week. And, in fact, it's uh, two days. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there were, there are some uh, tracks that are uh, s- some more deep cuts, I think, I've, uh, that have been uh, <clears throat> pushing the past couple of episodes, one of which is the Casual As EP from Sharp Shock that dropped on... Uh, sometime in late August, I want to say it's around the 19th, Okay, somewhere the 19th or the 20th, they didn't, they didn't have a release day. It's not on their band camp. It's not on Apple music or anything like that. So it's just, it, part of it exists on YouTube. There you go. All the more reason to, uh, get the seven inch. It's really good from what I heard and that I did hear part of it. So, (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah, let me see as well. The band dare is or not is released and has released their album the uh against all odds that was on the 20th of august and also the uh hardcore band drain released a single their uh their debut drop since they signed to epitaph and that came out on the 25th that single is called watch you burn awesome so yeah, some great uh some great thrashy style hardcore there. They're a lot of fun. That's the band I said that has the uh the beach theme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're funny. Uh and and yeah, also Full of Hell, they released a another single as part of their upcoming album. It's uh 
I'm looking at the wrong album here. <laughs> I have one pulled up, and then I lose another. Uh, this is getting, this is getting weird. Where are you? No, I saw you. There you are. Okay, yes. Full of Hell from uh, another uh, upcoming track from Garden of Burning Apparitions is the song Reeking Tunnels. Another good one coming from these guys. I'm loving it. I'm looking forward to them. And also... And also, yeah, the uh, album I have yet to listen to, the new Lingua Ignata, Sinner Get Ready. I have heard nothing but rave reviews about that, but I am taking my time to and finding my time to sit and listen to the record without any distractions. So Fair. Yeah, and also because I'm a little, uh, a little scared, because <laughs> she is just so... Uh, she's she's like a horror film, like a really good one that you've seen once and you don't. You have to kind of work your way up to watching it again, because <laughs> that's what Caligula was to me. It was frightening, <laughs> but in such a good way, I became addicted to it. A glutton for punishment, maybe. Nice. <laughs> Call it masochist music, <laughs> but we'll see. To, compared to uh, that album, compared to the single that I played on the show a while back, the. Uh, uh, the Philadelphia Furnace, I think that's what it was called. Maybe I know it was something furnace, and the city began with a P. So I'm pretty sure it was that. <laughs> I doubt it was Harrisburg Furnace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Philadelphia. Maybe it was just Pennsylvania Furnace. I can't remember the. I'm not good at track names. It is Pennsylvania Furnace. Pennsylvania Furnace. Okay, that was the one. And it was just a straightforward uh, kind of folk music. So if that's what the rest of the album is going to be, I doubt that it will, but I look forward to it. <laughs> we'll see what it entails. Anyway, yeah, on to uh, the new songs that we are going to listen to. Yes, let's listen to some music. So why don't you tell us uh, a little bit more? Yeah, a little bit more. The band Filth is Eternal. They finally dropped their album, Love is a Lie, Filth is Eternal, on the 27th of August. And, yeah, I was listening to it uh, prior to clocking in at the podcast headquarters. And, yeah, it's got a... I'd noticed one thing that what would be the A-side on the record ends with the song titled Love is a Lie. And the one that ends on the B-side is Filth is Eternal. Oh, nice. So they kind of have some nice little bookends right there. So they kind of have... What I can see is that there's kind of a loose common thread that's uh that's holding this album together and other than that it's just kind of hard to tell if that is the uh if <laughs> if that is the uh venture of this record but but i don't know maybe they just put it in because they're like yeah this is our way of being artistic but still grimy <laughs> <laughs> uh i didn't mean that as a slander i meant that as like a you know the the same way that crust punks have been kind of uh, bringing in their records and bringing them together, they like to have some sort of uh, flow. Awesome. So that's what I'm seeing it as. Um, yeah, I did have their uh, single "Pearl Slug" to be uh, to be unveiled as a new track, but I figured that was just kind of weird to say this is the new single after the album had just dropped because <laughs> I'm on a back order of. <laughs> Of so many songs that I have yet to play that are still considered new that after a certain point, you might as well just call them old. But I don't. I still have a... I go 
three to six months. That is my window. <laughs> that being said, Pearl Slug from the new album from Filth is Eternal, the uh, semi-self-titled. Right. <laughs> uh, this is Pearl Slug, and it's a scorcher. Do you expect something more? <laughs> Listen to the rest of the damn album. Right? <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, thank you, Seattle, for once again giving us a great band to listen to in the punk rock circuit. First, you gave us, uh, uh, who was it? Nirvana? <laughs> <laughs> but on top of that, you gave us Alice in Chains and uh, quite like 90% of the grunge bands. And then you gave us... Uh, you gave us bands like a Trial, and then you gave us bands like Wake of Humanity, then you gave us bands like Filth is Eternal. Nice. Yeah, there's some great ones on there. Also, backtrack into uh, what I said about Amel and the Sniffers. The newest song is Hurts. Okay. Hurts, and that's a H E R T Z. You know, as in the measurement of uh, of electricity, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Hurts, and it's a it's it's good. It's fucking good, so I'm just excited to listen to that whole album in its entirety, and uh, yeah, quite a quite a f- quite a fruitful year for music in my scope. There is right. just a lot of great albums that have came out and are coming out that I'm looking forward to, and there are a few albums I have yet to listen to. Awesome. So we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, that's a that's a new song. And Dustin's got two more. Yes, a couple. Uh, first from Boston, we're going to play some Boston hardcore. You know, we always talk about New York hardcore, and there's a, a, a few other places that are pretty popular with hardcore, but Boston also has a very vibrant hardcore scene. Oh, yeah, vibrant and most of the time violent. Yes, <laughs> a couple yeah. of those V words. Yeah, we will be, we'll be hanging out in Boston a little bit. I have a pick that came from Boston. You sure do. And another one that came from New York, so this is kind of a... Kind of an East Coast thing. I don't know. <laughs> further east than we are, because uh, most of the bands that we're playing are all much further oh, east yeah. than we are. Well, we jump from <laughs> uh, the northern western part of the U.S. to now <laughs> the northern eastern part of the U.S. And yes. not Maine. I don't even think Maine has a hardcore scene. <laughs> I don't either. I think I've played one yeah. band from Maine. Uh, I just don't know a lot of bands. So if anybody out there knows bands from Maine, and we should be checking them out, let us know. Yeah. We're going to let you know about this band from Boston if you don't already know. The band is called Chaos Cross. They're from Boston. Back on May 7th of this year. So it is, what, almost four months, about four months old. It's about four months old this track is. 
Oh, wow. But uh, I did come across not too long ago. They released an EP called Four Hits from Hell, and it's pretty awesome. It's what you would expect for from hardcore, and I, I think we should get into this track right here. It's called Burning Up Daisies. See, even hardcore guys like Ska. (laughs) (laughs) That, uh, I don't know what specifically that's from, but that was about the last 30 seconds of a three-minute hardcore track. What did you think of the band Chaos Cross? Have you heard of them before? I have not heard of these guys, and... And yeah, these uh, these guys are pretty good. I like the... uh, I really love the tone in there. I love the groove elements that they're throwing in, and uh, and yeah, the the only critique I do have with it is... The vocals do leave a lot to be desired. In that, it sounds very flat. He's just like, and then and then, like, uh, like uh, it just all sounds the same. 
throughout. Like, uh, there's nothing really, uh, there's nothing really exclamated, nothing really, uh, downtrodden a little bit. It's just, uh, stays on a little plateau. I'm like, oh, come on. You can get more aggressive than that. Okay. Yeah. But on the other hand, it did remind me, it does have a bit of a Mike Muir essence to it. Okay. Like the same, uh, he's within the same vocal range and he's got the same type of rasp. Not too raspy, you can still understand understand him. It's just going through, it's kind of going like to that, that groove era of suicidal. That's what it reminded me of. Cool. Just a little more oomph in the guitars. And yeah, we could just get some more oomph in the vocals, I think. Yeah, I think we could get a good, a very pummeling hardcore album out of this. Awesome. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, if uh, if uh, Chaos Cross, you're listening, just uh, up the vocals on there. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. Thoughts from Eric or yep. suggestions from Eric. Shred your trachea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to move to Lar in Germany for the next new track. The band is Drinking Squad, really great band. Uh, I've liked their last two releases a lot. They just released another EP on July 22nd, so a bit newer than the last one, but not by much, only a couple months. This is uh, Drinking Squad with You'll Never Drink Alone. That's the name of the EP they released in July. If you don't know the band, they've been around since 2013, so eight years as a band. I think they're th- this is their third release. Really great German band, uh, this track right here is called All the Same. I actually played a different track from the EP over on uh, new tracks from July that I did over Punkadoy Worldwide probably about a month ago. So if you want to go check that out, check out another one. Or after you hear this, just go find Drinking Squad's new EP, You'll Never Drink Alone, and you can check out the rest. So let's check it out. Here it is, All the Same from Drinking Squad. We've lost our enemies, you have a chain We're all the same 
getting a little uh weird in that chorus i get that they're like trying to be uh uh put forward the message of being all-inclusive i get that but is that the message that it's like it's like uh instead of we're all gonna die it's like we're already dead it's like, okay just uh just asking me to join of a bunch of uh drunk misanthropes uh <laughs> seems a bit counterintuitive <laughs> Well, what'd you think of the rest? The rest of it, it was really good. It's nice. It's fun barroom music. It's really catchy, which is all the more reason I'm confused by the lyrics. But <laughs> maybe I'm missing something here. I'm, I'm pretty sure I am. If I uh, read the lyrics, I might be able to get into it a bit more. But as it is, yeah, I like it. <laughs> all right, that's Drinking Squad. Came out a couple months back. Go check out the EP. You'll never drink alone. And you're right, uh, there's some drinking music right there. You'll never drink alone as long as you have some music like this with you. Yep. <laughs> Very, oh, God. <laughs> I'm not going to beat the dead horse anymore. <laughs> Let's get into some older stuff then. Let's plug along. I threw an extra older song because it's kind of in between newer and older. It's released back in April, but we'll get there when we get there. Uh, first right. up, we have your track. Yes, my track is uh, uh, kind of a... Not really thematic. In the in that a uh, couple weeks ago, I was uh, plugging the new Bronx album and how that was amazing, and they're on tour with uh, Rancid and Dropkick Murphys, and yeah. And uh, today, I chose one of the from one of those other two bands who were on tour. That band being Dropkick Murphys, and I didn't realize I was being thematic about that because the song that I chose it was really it was really to. Um, uh, as kind of a tribute to the holiday that just passed, which is Labor Day. Awesome. Yep, and Labor Day, and as you know, Dropkick Murphys, they came from a very uh, very lower working class type of background, and, you know, they had the workers ethic instilled with in them, especially in their former singer, Mike McColgan, who went on to continue forwarding that message uh, both in and out of his other band, Street Dogs. But that's a different story for a different time. Um, the song that I did chose from Dropkick Murphys was Worker's Song. Because Labor Day, it exists because of all the unions and all the rights that we had to fight for. All the stuff that we kind of take for granted nowadays and that we expect on a job. Back in the, back in the early days, like back in the 20s, they had to be fighting for stuff like five-hour work days, uh, the age discrepancy laws, the fact that no children should be working. How about sick leave? Any uh, paid time off, <laughs> and just uh, and just the fact that you shouldn't be that you shouldn't be working a job that you hate just because you are basically locked in a room, <laughs> right? And I'm talking, I'm speaking that literally. <laughs> in certain factories, they actually kept the workers locked in a room, no breaks, no lunches or anything. They kept them locked in there, not even any bathroom breaks. <laughs> Like, they didn't want anybody uh, sleeping on the job, didn't want anybody leaving. You had to get work done. So, shit like that doesn't exist today, at least not as worldwide as uh, 
some other places, but it's oh, there's be- plenty of places. There's plenty of places. There, there's plenty of uh, <laughs> big businesses and corporations that do business in our country that you think are businessmen of our country, but they drive their business and manufacturing and stuff into these other countries. Yeah, yeah, that still happens. Anyway, yeah, go unfor- on. <laughs> unfortunately, it still does. Yes, it's one of the deepest quotes I heard from one of the dumbest movies, being Horrible Bosses Two. The American Dream is made in China. Right. Go, oh, fuck. Right. <laughs> uh, but that's uh, that's like six or seventeen thousand cans of worms to be open right there, and I don't have the time. Right. Uh, but the way things are now for the common working man in the U.S., yes, work is a bitch. And the fact that we have to basically become though become the oppressor just to be able to live is a bullshit way of life. But what other choice do we have? Starve, I guess, <laughs> or really just go out and uh, find your own business. But of course, you have to pl- you have to play the game as well in order to do that. So we're all t- we're all trapped in this uh, shill environment, and it's going to collapse eventually, <laughs> as a uh, as most. Uh, authorities do but anyway it's songs like this that keep us uh that keep us upbeat that make sure that we take pride in what we are doing and i chose the workers song the one mainly from their live album from uh uh lansdowne which was in uh i think that was 2010 2009 yes yeah it was it was 2010 so just over uh just over a decade ago and songs like this still ring true and i chose the live version because it's a lot more well at the risk of sounding redu- redundant, lively. <laughs> yeah, it's just got so much more energy on it. You have all the, you have all the the crowd reacting and singing along to the lyrics. And uh, Dropkick Murphys, their energy is always so high. A lot of vibrancy coming out of these Bostonians. <laughs> yep. Now we wheeled that along back. Right. Completed full circle. So let's listen to Worker Song live. Yeah. 
definitely more lively. Oh yeah. <laughs> and yeah, those lyrics really uh, hit hard. I mean, if you if you understand the idioms they're saying in that chorus, yeah, first ones to start, first ones to die, first one in line for that pie in the sky. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah, first ones to uh, take their to take their initial slice of the pie, and it's after they're dead. Right. And then, oh man, what was the what was the other one? Oh yeah, we're always the last when the cream is shared out. <laughs> so yeah, when they get when they get their share, they want to they want their share. They're the last ones to get it. <laughs> and the worker is working when the fat cat's about. Right. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I love the love that song. I love its message and I love how I love how hard it hits. And yeah, that's among one of my favorite Dropkick Murphy songs for pretty much all the reasons that I just said. <laughs> it's an awesome band. Two of my favorite bands, Rancid and Dropkick Murphys. I already have mm-hmm. my ticket. I'm super excited to go see them. But they're two bands who don't play that often. Like in the first six months of the show, played a bunch of Dropkick Murphys and Rancid. And I think that was when they did their Boston to Berkeley. Was around yeah. that time, and Chris and I, you know, now that Chris doesn't do the show, uh, he used to, I, I think, play. Enough Dropkick Murphys, I didn't need to play Dropkick Murphys because <laughs> he got him included on the show. But two awesome bands, but there's just so many other bands. And I, you know, I definitely don't get back to those two bands often enough. They both have such great stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're going to... The way that I see it is if you're going to share their music, it's like if you're going to talk about Rancid and you're going to talk about Outcome the Wolves, it's like, okay, what songs are you going to play? Ruby Soho and Time Bomb, the ones that <laughs> everybody and their fucking dog knows. Yeah. Right. There's some, there's like 19 other tracks on that thing. You can, you can play some amazing ones. Right. Yeah. I mean, I have my personal favorites and uh, most of them admittedly are on Outcome the Wolves, but my... My favorite one comes from uh, the original Rancid self-titled. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'll reveal it here because I think in uh, due time I'll give that album it's uh, the recognition that it deserves. Other Excellent. than just knowing of Hyena and uh, Rejected. Right. Those are the two runaway singles, but there's a lot more on that that needs to be digested and absorbed. Boom. We'll get there. <laughs> Well, let's do a couple other uh, older or maybe lesser known in, in some of these instances. Uh, two bands. We're going to be playing both from Eastern European countries. First up, the band Beautiful Bastards. They are from Slovakia. I played them uh, an older release, but I played them when I did bands from Slovakia over on Punkinoy Worldwide. It's been about, what, two months? I think it was back in like July or something like that. Yeah. Wasn't that one of the countries in the Balkans that yes. that was once Czechoslovakia? Yes, Slovakia? Okay. Czechoslovakia. Yeah, Czechoslovakia. That's yes. what it was, and then it turned into Czech Republic, then Slovakia. Yes, two separate. Yeah. But yes, and once upon a time there was Yugoslavia. Yes. Yeah, it was a real place. <laughs> not just a. It's not just a funny word anymore. <laughs> right. Uh, cool band, and I wanted to play something else because they had a newer release and I think this track that I'm going to be playing is like an updated version uh, of the other one but if you want to know you're going to have to go back and listen and compare yourself we're going to focus on this one the album that we are going to be playing from that came out when was that April 20th uh, 2020 is that right no April 1st of 2020 there we go uh, in, in Slovak it is pronounced Skrbou Bastarda 
There you go. I got a little help from Google Translate. Uh-huh. It translates into English to with the blood of a bastard. Oh, I like that. And then the out the track that we're going to listen to translates in English to old dogs or Stari psi. There you go. There there it is pronounced by Google Translate in Slovak. There you go. That's what you're going to get. Uh, let's listen to the track from Beautiful Bastards that translates to old dogs or it looks like Starry Pussy. I, did I even do that right? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so let's listen to it. it. It's pretty awesome. We'll let it speak for itself. at the end holy oh, shit no. huh? definitely yeah definitely holding into a lot of uh, old school rock and roll vibes this is definitely like a old school punk rock and roll when it's still finding its footing back in the early 70s yeah you know i'm thinking like uh you know i'm thinking like mc5 style stuff but the vocals much more raspy <laughs> right 
So, yeah, that's some good stuff coming out of, uh, where was it, Slovakia? Slovakia, Slovakia, yes. you know, I almost forgot that that was even a country. So. <laughs> well, no longer forgot. Yep, definitely not anymore. <laughs> so thank you, you beautiful bastards. <laughs> All right, let's play another band from a little bit further east than them, even, in Belarus, the band, uh, I'm going to give you the pronunciation, or the translation, rather. So in English, the band's name is Napalm. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, I love that smell in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so in Bulgarian, I'm going to give you what it is pronounced in, through Google Translate, anyway. Napalm. Napalm. So there you go. That That's that. And then we have an EP that they released, and the pronunciation of the EP is... Ludayed. Ludayed, which translates to cannibal. Oh. So that is the name of the EP, and the name of the track that we're going to listen to translates to news time, but in uh, Russian, it is pronounced... So news time and... There you go. That, that, that's, that's the information I got yep. for you there. <laughs> News time, a napalm cannibal. Yes. <laughs> that's like a cross between napalm death and cannibal corpse. There you go. Yeah, there we are. Let's take some, yeah, that will be the uh, primary death grime band. That's it. <laughs> yeah, George, Barney, do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see what you think once you hear it, because I bet you haven't heard napalm yet from Belarus, have you? No, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> well, the, it's a four-track EP. They released it April 22nd of this year, so it's been about coming up on four and a half, five months. Still new. News time is the track. Let's give Napalm a listen. say there's something about those uh, uh easternmost european accents that just make everything sound 10 times more brutal and aggressive 
I mean, these guys could be writing a fucking commercial jingle and it will still sound heavy. <laughs> yeah, they could be they could be making a song promoting pizza and like daisies. I don't know. <laughs> it would just be the most the heaviest thing that you heard come out of Belarus. Right. It's pretty awesome. Uh, they reached out. I want to thank them for reaching out because I did do a bunch of bands from Belarus. And when I'm putting those episodes together, Punk and Way Worldwide. Uh, you know, I try to come across everything that I can, but it's always better when bands or people that listen to the show reach out and say, hey, check out these bands, because that's happened a bunch too, and I do get them on, I do listen to them, and there's Napalm, go check out Cannibal EP that came out April of this year, you can go hear the other three tracks, it's pretty awesome. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely have to check that out, those guys are, yeah, both of them are pretty damn brutal. Right? <laughs> I like it, yes. I like them a lot. Well, th- that's our Eastern European block of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> what about back here? All right. Well, Let's... we're we're going to get to some two great cover-to-cover albums. Both bands are from the U.S. Both are east of Salt Lake, where we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very, uh, very specific. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get there. We're going to talk about some live shows and some upcoming shows. Eric, I know you did some live shows so uh-huh. <laughs> and saw some live shows, and so why don't you cover everything you got in this category, and oh, then I'll spit okay. out a couple things that I've come across. Okay, yeah, this whole uh, my god, this last weekend I was incredibly burnt out <laughs> at the at the very end. Like, uh, yeah, three shows, three nights, one performance, and uh, yeah, if I was ten years younger, I would have been able to have a w- winged that, no problem, but. Oh, God, I'm pushing 30 now. And it's, uh, yeah, age is starting to catch up. <laughs> anyway, regardless, that did not deter me from uh, seeing and performing some of the greatest shows I have ever seen slash played. Oh, boy, that's uh, the one that I played is going to be a... Uh, let's just say I wish I was you. <laughs> then, uh, <clears throat> starting off with the uh, lovely, the talented Danny Kiranos, also known as Amigo the Devil. My God, Amigo the Devil. I love that artist so much. I love his vocals. I love his lyrics. I love the way he presents himself on the album. And the thing is, with the album, he's got a lot more uh, loaded on there. Like, he's, he's de- it sounds like he's playing with a backing band, which, uh, yeah, makes sense. Because if you're listening to just him uh, being all, like, murky or uh, tongue-in-cheek or really uh, just weird, it can easily lose att- lose the attention span, no matter how short the album is, which the album is, you know, only 10 songs. But when he's live, it is just him. It is just him switching from acoustic guitar to electric guitar to banjo. And it's just him singing on top of those, uh, on top of those guitars. And every once in a while, he just uh, stomps down on the floor and makes like a very just an echoey, rumbly bass drum sound. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know how he does that, but I guess uh, wearing cowboy boots has uh, has a lot of other uh, bonus <laughs> bonuses to him. Uh, yeah, so, so yeah, he was going through, uh, it, it was quite a bit from the uh, new album, which, you know, that's the one he's promoting. That's why he's on tour. It's really great. And also the openers were... Uh, uh, were really good. I do not, unfor- I unfortunately do not remember their names off the top of my head. But the band uh, that played before, they sounded like uh, just your average, just your average uh, country bluegrass band. But 
with a bit of the intensity and uh, and the humor of punk rock, they sing a lot about drinking whiskey. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I mean, one of the guys, he looks like a train-hopping uh, crust punk, and he was doing a, he had a washboard that was attached to a skateboard, <laughs> and he had a little symbol attached to one of the trucks. So he's just doing the washboard, and then symbol. <laughs> Pretty crazy shit. And... Uh, but yeah, Amigo the Devil, he was getting with his, uh, he is one with his audience. Like, he is just uh, not up there singing song after song, listen to my acoustic guitar. It's not like a coffee shop open mic thing. No, he is, he knows how to get people hyped up. He knows when to bring them down a little bit. And he's interactive with the audience. It's just like uh, the song uh, Murder at the Bingo Hall. He actually is, give me a B, B, give me an I, and so on. So he's just, he's just a lot of fun. He's a lot of fun to watch as he is to listen to. So if you haven't seen Amigo the Devil, that was my second time seeing him. And I feel like that is not enough. He is, I am never satisfied. <laughs> and that is a, I mean that as in every good way. <laughs> so yeah, Amigo the Devil, he's still out on tour. So if you are listening, then he will be coming to a city near you. Yeah. That's, uh, that's all I have to say about Amigo. And on top of that, I went back to that same venue the next night, which was a Metro Music Hall, and to go not to a punk show, not to a rock show even, but to a drag show. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go... Uh, I'm not going to lay too much into this one as it's not exactly a punk rock show, but really Sharon Needles, the that was the drag queen we went and saw, she is pretty punk rock, right down to the fact... One, she for her first act, she came out dressed as uh, in like an Elvira cosplay. <laughs> that was her. <laughs> that was her thing, and it was really awesome. And and yeah, then on top of then after she came out for a second act, she came out open open coat with uh, you know a fake bodysuit with uh, just these gigantic tits <laughs> and uh, and also a fake vagina. And where do you think all the dollar bills were going? <laughs> So yeah, that's that's pretty much the uh, the experience you get at a drag show on uh, when you see Sharon Needles, and she is always outrageous. She was uh, on RuPaul's Drag Race. She was representing the uh, weird, dark, gothic, alternative Wiccan culture, and no one really was doing that. I mean, there were some drag queens that were doing that, but that they were just like resting on the gimmick. To Sharon Needles wasn't a gimmick. That was just her way of life. And <laughs> she ran with it, and she has perfected it. And we even got to meet her afterwards. She was doing a meet and greet, a little VIP pass, and she kissed uh, my girlfriend, Shawnee. She kissed her on the head. And Shawnee, she was too drunk to even realize it. <laughs> so she was just, not just drunk, but also starstruck. She's like, I got to meet my favorite drag queen, and I didn't even know she kissed me on the head. <laughs> anyway, that was a fun one. And okay, now to uh, the main event. Uh, the second Ass Eats Foot show. <laughs> oh, God, where to begin with this one? So, yeah, if you remember me describing the first Ass Eats Foot show we had back in, uh, back in the beginning of 2020, <clears throat> including the mic'd up George Foreman grill and the Sharon Tate sex doll and all that stuff, we didn't go as outrageous in terms of setting on this one, but we, but basically all the outrageousness from separate areas of the uh, of our previous performance, 
went all into uh, one act on this one, if that makes sense. Like, we didn't have, for one, we didn't have a live grill or anything like that. But what we did do is, like, why don't we just uh, combine the whole thing with the grill and the sex doll and we just uh, put it into one. So we made a human pizza. <laughs> and that was, so, setting of the show, there was a... It was us, inclusive of uh, the bands Ribbons, Dysentery, Narc, and Social Stigma. We'll get to those guys in a minute, particularly Social Stigma. There's a, an interesting side story that happened. And uh, so, yeah, we convinced the guys from uh, Narc and Dysentery to play with us. So Mike from Dysentery, his drums were all mic'd up. We had, uh, and we had our drummer, Landon, who was who was mic'd up off of the stage. So he was down in the, basically the dance floor where we had this giant plastic tarp and, and one of our friends laid down there. He was shirtless and me, I was the chef (laughs) and I just doused him and submerged him in all this pizza sauce and cheese gratings and uh, pepperoni. I even gave him a little nose boop. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all the while we had a bunch of uh papa john's masks that were of course diy we just printed them out and then we just taped them on our face punched out the eyes and everything and that was <laughs> that was really hilarious and you could just tell the crowd they were just sitting there in awe as in like i don't know what's going on i don't even know if i like this but I can't look away. <laughs> On top of that, my friend uh, Kyler, who was, uh, who was a stuntman by trade, he just uh, crawled up onto the overhanging rafters, the beam, and he was just swinging from it. And he was yelling at me to catch him. I'm like, you're 12 feet up in the air. I'm not going to catch you. You're going to break my back. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, all that chaos lasted for about uh, about 15 minutes. Uh my best friend was there. He was dressed up in a cocktail dress playing guitar. Uh, Ethan from uh, my band, Anonymous, he was wearing his baby mask with the Papa John's mask on top of that. That's And he was playing his guitar with a drill. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, <laughs> Dysentery was going nuts. The uh, the singer of Dysentery, Marcus, he was... There is a video of him on Instagram. He's just looking behind the, <laughs> behind the amp. And what was going on, his eyes were wide, so wide, and he's just he's just pointing his hands out like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. At the and at the very end, we we took Jeff, the pizza man, and we rolled him up in the tarp. Four of us carried him out. It looked like we were carrying out a dead body, but really we said, Yeah, it's our makeshift pizza roll. <laughs> so we took him outside and then, yep, that was it. That was the show. <laughs> Oh, God. So, yeah, we were the second band to perform that night. And we just, like, upped the ante for everybody. You just raised the bar. It's like, okay, feel bad for whoever has to follow that. <laughs> and, yeah, three of the bands had to follow. Who directly followed after us was Social Stigma. And they were stick, they stuck out like a sore thumb. I mean, yeah, the other bands, I guess, save for us, because we're not really a band, we're just a performance art <laughs> the, uh, uh, but narc and dysentery and uh, and also ribbons they are they're influenced by a lot of uh, heavier and grimier metal but they are still very much in tune with the punk rock scene social stigma is straightforward metallic hardcore you know songs you think of bands like chokehold 
that is basically social stigma. <laughs> so they uh, they attracted more of the hardcore crowd. One guy was there. He was doing the uh, you know the whole spin kick, fist flailing thing, and I guess he accidentally uh, uh, a kid accidentally got kicked in the face by him, and so he so the kid comes at him and just starts punching him. So what does the guy do? He starts punching back. He's like getting jumped and then everybody just comes on him. Uh, uh, Conrad from Mandalore, he was there to like mediate the fight. Just like, no, 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 no. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. I was outside while this was happening. And all of a sudden I just hear two kids just screaming at this one guy. And he's just sitting there like, you really don't know what goes on at hardcore shows, do you? <laughs> so yeah, the, and they're like, you just went and you just beat up a kid. I'm like, I beat you up? Yeah. How old are you? 19. You're not a kid. <laughs> You're fair game. Right. Uh, yeah. Just uh, if they knew what uh, the hardcore scene was, especially back in the day. Yeah. Uh, Conrad best put it as like, oh, yeah, that was a Wednesday night for us. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I get it. Nobody likes getting beat up at shows, but. You know, you kind of understand that when you go from the punk scene to the hardcore scene, like I did. <laughs> you kind of, I talked so much shit on the uh, dances and the, you know, the karate pits. And I, I still kind of do, but I'm not as uh, militant against it as I once was. I even tried it a few times. I wasn't good at it. <laughs> I have my own style of dancing that I do when I'm in the pit. If, if and when I get in nowadays. <laughs> I have 30 seconds rever reserved a pit time per show, pretty much. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I'm, but I really didn't see the idea, the the thrill of practicing my spin kicks in my garage and just try, just like, oh, okay, people are going to go nuts when they see me do this in the pit. I'm like, we're, we're there to watch the band, not you. <laughs> like, it's a dance thing, but whatever. Uh, so yeah, I understood that a bit more when I got into the hardcore scene and these kids, yeah, they're still young. They're still very, uh, you, you have a lot to learn, my little guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, that's, that was the show. That was a loaded, uh, that was a loaded, uh, intake. So let's, uh, let's get to the bands who will be coming. <laughs> Right. Upcoming shows. Let's go. All right. So I'm going to shout out for one in Denver. The Rocky Mountain Ripper is in Denver this weekend. Uh, Friday the 10th at HQ. Saturday the 11th at HQ. And Sunday the 12th at High Dive. And it's brought to you or sponsored by Religious Records, Truck Stop Records, Punk is Dad. Not dead. Dad. <laughs> Ratio, I can't read it. The print is too small. Ratio, something or another. And Bowman's Vinyl, Let's Get Weird. Uh, a lot of bands, there looks like there is probably about 10 bands per day. Uh, a lot of bands that we've played on the show here and over on Punkanoi Worldwide, such as Stick Ups, Barking Mad, had both of those bands on the show, played Ravagers, uh, Rambler is playing, and who else? We got Killer Hearts, Stiffies, uh, Zippers, that's Zippers with a Z, and there is a shit ton of other bands, about 10 per day. If you want to go look it up, go look up any of those bands I just mentioned, or go look up uh, the R, I think it's RKRMTN Ripper. 
So Rocker Mountain Ripper, maybe I'm saying that incorrect. Anyway, it's happening in Denver. It's this weekend, three days. Go check that out if you're in Denver. That I'm sure is going to be cool. Next, in New Jersey, we're going to go to Friday the 24th of this month. And it's uh, in Jackson, New Jersey. And it's at the Cavern. The band's playing is 19 DRT, Silence Equals Death, The Last Stand, Become One, Kirkby Kiss, and Meteor Police. So go check that one out if you're in the New Jersey area. Some tours that are coming up. Uh, the Circle Jerks, first tour in 15 years. That's coming up. Just started on September 5th. They did a show on September 17th. They'll be at Riot Fest. October, starting October 27th, they will be doing New Mexico, Tucson, Phoenix, Baltimore, and then uh, that's just a couple in October. Then they'll be doing quite a few, December, February, March, April. Go check out Circle Jerks if you want to see where those shows are, but that's when the Circle Jerks will be playing. Uh, they'll be playing with bands such as Municipal Waste, Negative Approach. That's who they're playing with when they come to Salt Lake and adolescence, but not all three bands at the same shows. They're going to be mm. different shows. So go check out Circle Jerks at Circle Jerks Band on Instagram if you want to get more details as to the length of that tour. I'm not going to go get into all that, but go check it out. Uh, great band. Antagonizers ATL is doing a West Coast Kings 21 or 2021 tour starting September 30th. It's West Coast, but not here. It's a true West Coast tournament being September 30th. Seattle, October 1st, Tacoma, the 2nd, Portland, 4th, Reno, 5th, Fresno, 6th, Long Beach, 7th, Pomona, 8th, San Diego, and finally on the 9th at Pacifica. So if you want to go check out Antagonizers somewhere on the West Coast during that window, you got a couple weeks, go see, uh, go look them up on Facebook, Instagram, wherever, and you'll find those dates in further detail. Finally, the one I'm going to mention uh, is Destructive Productions and FPP presents Thursday, October 7th through Saturday, October 9th. I know that's a little ways out, but for something like that, it's something you may want to plan for. It's the 6th Annual Fresno Punk Invasion. Again, October 7th through October 9th. Bands such as Infirmities, Resilience, The Runts, uh, MDC, Dogface Bastards, Decon, Crime Time, Informal Society, and others, many others, more to be announced as well. It's $15 day pass or $30 for all three days. Uh, so a bunch of those bands we've played on this show before. So get out there, go check out the bands. That's all I've got for this one. Anything else you want to add before you start talking about your <clears throat> album? Yes, I do. I actually have a couple of upcoming local shows, uh, one of which will be... At Aces High Saloon, which is actually their one-year anniversary show. Oh, cool. Yep. They opened up, uh, uh, when was it? The 25th of September, and they will be doing that show on that day. And that will be inclusive of mostly metal bands, including uh, Necrowolf, uh, Substation, Tomb of Belial, Heretic Temple, and Yautel Mik. I think that's what it is. Okay. And then through Eternal Morning and one band who's, uh, whose name I cannot read. Okay. So, <laughs> but yeah, just pull it up on Aces High Saloon or any of the bands I just mentioned on their Instagram or Facebook, whatever. You can, you can find it. If you know the bands, you'll, you'll show up. 
Anyway, and then on top of that, uh, let's see. There was one this uh, Saturday. The oh, I lost. I lost the event. Come on, where are you? <laughs> Come on, I know that. There we are. Saturday on the eleventh of September. That's a Saturday, yes. The Avenues, the ulteriors, uh, ulteriors, just for the record, and Fancy Lads will all be playing together at Resolute Tattoo and Piercing. So that'll be a fun one. The ulteriors, I recommend seeing them live. Ike is a lot of fun to watch. He's just insane. <laughs> He's the nicest guy, very soft-spoken person you will meet off stage, But on stage, he is... Oh, he's wild. <laughs> so, yeah, I recommend going to see him. Also, uh, later on in the week, Terror and Drain will be playing at Kilby Court on the 14th. And that's going to be a hardcore show. I mean that in both senses of the word. Right. <laughs> that's going to be great. And then on the 15th, a week from today, the 15th of September will be Regional Justice Center. Apparently, they are coming back. And opening for them will be Mandalore, Narc, and Victim to None. So, and that's also going to be a Kilby Court. So Kilby Court's going to have a heyday with the, or not a heyday, a field day with all these hardcore bands coming in. Hopefully we don't have a Code Orange Part 2. <laughs> if you hardcore kids are listening, then you know exactly what I mean. No one wears combat boots to a hardcore show. I'll say that. <laughs> At least not anymore. What do you think this is, 83? Right. Uh, or 86? Speaking of 86, <laughs> that's, uh, that's the transition into talking about the album I chose for today. And that album is? The album is Kali Yuga, which, translated from that Hindu proverb, is the age of quarrel. Okay. <laughs> yep. I am finally talking about one of my favorite not just hardcore records, but just records in general from the mighty New York hardcore legends, the Chromags. The Chromags, I have talked about them a little bit since uh, Harley came back as, as the sole proprietor of the Chromags, meaning that he owns all the rights and he owns the name. And he finally released an album on, on, that, uh, on that platform. But... Oh. It all started back in the 80s. It started way back when New York hardcore was still a very fresh thing. And yeah, Harley was the uh, starter of it all. And, you know, coming off of the heels of the uh, off of the original New York punk scene, inclusive of uh, Blondie and the Ramones and so on and so on. But when it was uh, moving over into the 80s, it was getting harder and getting a little more raw. And the street kids were starting to take over. Harley was a street kid, so... He formed his own band. <laughs> and, and yeah, eventually, through, uh, through a slur of uh, different members, he finally got a uh, uh, the classic lineup, including John Joseph on vocals, Doug Harland, and, uh, Harland Holland, and Paris Mayhew on guitars, and Mackie on drums. And that lineup is what consisted of is what's consistent of the Age of Quarrel album. And the Age of Quarrel, it was a very cutting-edge record. It still had all the New York street grit that was that can only be emulated from the sound of all these street kids. Save for, like, uh, uh, Paris and, uh, I think, Mackie. They weren't really street kids. 
In fact, they often talk shit on Paris Mayhew being a mama's boy from Queens. (laughs) 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 Just being a total, having the total rock star attitude. But I'm not getting into the drama here. Um, But yeah, Age of Quarrel. And this is also reminiscent of uh, Harley's uh, main influences. The first of which was Bad Brains. Bad Brains were like the, uh, the, (laughs) the hub for so many New York hardcore bands, when they got actually banned from every club in Washington, D.C., and they relocated to New York, that's where they recorded the original RAR cassette. You know, the yellow album with a lightning bolt on it. <laughs> they recorded that in New York. And, of course, Harley and John Joseph were present in that recording. So they absorbed all that music. Another thing that Harley absorbed, the uh, the iron intensity of Motorhead. So he based a lot of his bass playing skills off of Lemmy as well as Geezer Butler. So you take Black Sabbath, you take Motorhead, and you take the Bad Brains, boom, you got the Cro-Mags. There you go. <laughs> and I also put an emphasis on Bad Brains because the first song that I chose to, uh, uh, to talk about this record was the song World Peace. And if you look at the song World Beast, uh, <laughs> yeah, World Beast? <laughs> the world's beast, world peace, and you compare it to the song Band of DC from the Bad Brains, it starts off very similar, this opening bass line, and there's a bit of a buildup, and then it just kicks right into the fast-paced verse, and the chorus definitely repeats, and it's got that, the chorus has that call and repeat sort of chanting-like, and and then it goes into the... Uh, the semi-breakdown, where it gets a lot of downstroking rhythms. You get those weird stage dives going on. It's what it's what influences all the all the thrash influence in there. Okay. <laughs> Not influence the thrash influence. I'm being... I'm way too excited about this record. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Basically, it's a, it's kind of a carbon copy, musically, of, of the song Band of DC. But not the same thing. World Peace... Is just talking shit on the hippies, saying, okay. "Yeah, world peace can't be done. It just can't exist. World peace can't be done. Anarchy's a mess." <laughs> so yeah, those are the lyrics. This is the song. Let's get crazy. Yeah. 
that's a song that's a bit more reminiscent of the uh, of what punk was at the time. Uh, but like I said, this was a cutting edge album, so not the whole rest of the record doesn't sound like that. Songs like Seekers of the Truth slow it way down to show off more of the Black Sabbath influence. Definitely a headbanger song. That's cool. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then songs like uh yeah, songs like Malfunction just have that same sort of a same sort of appeal. It's just very slow, but it's just a lot of just screaming and yelling and just uh, pissed offedness. <laughs> Another thing that Cromax brought in lyrically was the sense of spiritualism. That's also kind of a uh, uh, kind of a rhyme of what the Bad Brains were doing. Bad Brains were bringing in the uh, Rastafarianism into the uh, into the fold of uh, punk rock. Whereas uh, Cromax did something similar, but instead of Rastafarianism, they brought Krishna. Because, yeah, John Joseph was uh, practicing uh, Krishna. Uh, is that a Krishnan? Uh, he was Krishna. He still is. Okay. And, and he brought a lot of the uh, teachings that he learned from there, minus the scams. <laughs> yeah, and put that into a lot of the lyrics. And that's what Seekers of the Truth is about. That's what uh, We Gotta Know is about. And also there are songs on there that are talking about you know, they're just reactions to their environment, that being of the streets, songs like Survival of the Streets and Street Justice, which almost made it on here. Almost made it on as a second song. This is definitely a close second to my favorite Cro-Mag songs, just because of how intense it is and how thrashy it is. My God, it it kills. Just, <laughs> just the yelling, Street Justice! <laughs> uh, but yeah, that didn't make it on strictly because the song that I chose is my absolute favorite Cromag song, and that is Life of My Own. It's my favorite. I have it tattooed on me. I have the cloud, the mushroom cloud with its lyrics surrounding it. You come into this world with nothing except yourself. You'll leave this world with nothing except yourself. It's sort of a very, uh, it all wraps around to just uh, think for yourself, hope for the best, or you'll go down just like the rest, which are actual lyrics in this one. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, it's got a... And that's, and that's just the idea. It's like if you uh, spend your life trying to uh, live up to someone else's expectations, then you're not really living at all, are you? Live your life as your own. Just uh, live and let live, pretty much. Except, uh, except they make it sound a bit harder than what the hippies were trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, life of my own. And yeah, this isn't a very fast punk rock song either. This is actually a bit more metal-influenced. You will see why when we listen, starting now.
go the age of quarrel the chromags oh man i love that record to any and all extent and another thing this album turned 35 this year that's one of the reasons i wanted to uh unveil it and while i was waiting for a good time (laughs) yep another fun thing this actually rounds out all the my favorite slash most influential hardcore records (laughs) that i Spent the major spent the uh, eh, the entirety of my time on this show doing the first of which was uh, Gallows Great Britain. Also earlier this year I did Trials Are These Our Lives, Hate Breeds Satisfaction Is the Death of Desire, Disembodies Diablerie, and now finally Cro-Mags Age of Quarrel. Those are the five most influential hardcore records to me personally, and I'm pretty sure there is uh, five more to round out a top ten. I'm sure that there is. (laughs) I'm sure that there is. I just haven't had it put together. But, yeah, there you go. Now you know my five most influential records for the creation of Anonymous and also the ones that help me uh, see life in a different way, in a more positive way. Awesome. So, yep, there you go. Chromag, Skinhead, Breakout, now. (laughs) All right, my album, uh, I've played tracks from this before. The band is called No Coast Criminals. They're from Independence, Iowa. They did come through here a couple years ago. That's where I picked up their LP on vinyl. And that LP is called Who You Callin' Bum, Pal. (laughs) It's awesome. It's really good. I I like the band already, but man, I, I hear it. I've played tracks Straight to Hell, We Stand for We, and Pay to Die. On previous episodes, those two tracks on th- uh, three tracks on two previous episodes, plus another track that they had on a compilation, which is not from the album, on a different episode as well. And now, for the fourth time, I believe, playing this band on SLC Punkcast or Punk and I Worldwide, I forget where I've played the tracks 
most of them I think have been on SLC Punkcast. But right, uh, I'm gonna play two more because I really love this album. I, I've been going through all my vinyl, just listening to stuff off and on over the past couple weeks. Came across this one, loved all the tracks, and there are so many more tracks that I have yet to play on the show, and it's really awesome. So. Without me talking any more other than uh, it was probably around May 19th, or I think it was like June or July of 2019, somewhere in that range is when they came out with their album. That's when I saw them. May 1st of 2019 is when they released Who You Call Him Bum Pal. The track that we're going to listen to first is called The Connection. So let's get into some No Coast Criminals. Give me street punk, give me oi oi oi, punch and skins around, yeah, it's alright. Give me street punk, give me oi oi oi, punch and skins around, yeah, it's alright. Give me street punk, give me oi oi oi, punch and skins around, yeah, one, two, three, four. Right there, right? Another night, another punk rock show. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, their vocalist. He reminds me of uh, the old school uh, George Herrera from uh, Casualties. Gotcha. Like from the very first recordings. I'm talking the 40 ounce Casualty EP. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Just uh, 
not with the accent. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Other than that, like the way he was singing, the uh, you know the shill in his voice, and just the you know, and just all the inflections, what he's emphasizing and what he's uh, downplaying. Yep, very similar. Very similar. Well, even the even the uh, the tone. The only, like I said, the only thing missing was that uh, hard uh, Mexican accent. Okay. Were, are you familiar with No Coast Criminals? I am not. Okay. Uh, I recommend you get out, get out and check that out. I mean, if anybody liked what you heard, we're going to play one more right now called Regenerate. It's fantastic. But the whole thing is, I mean, if you didn't hear those episodes where I played Straight to Hell, We Stand for We and Pay to Die, there's those plus, uh, I think it's a 10 to 12 tracker. I forget off the top of my head, but it's great. Uh, from track one all the way through the end. Let's listen to one more. We'll see what you think after another one. Here we go with Regenerate. Been in love with them fetamines. Been in love with booze. Been in love with heroin. I've been in love with you. I'm in love with painkillers. They love me too. Been in love with destruction. I'm love something new. I'm not 
that one his vocals reminded me uh more of stizza as well so this band could be kind of a crossbreed especially with this one a crossbreed of casualties and leftover crack lyrically because casualties yeah of course they sing about drinking right a lot (laughs) (laughs) and leftover crack they sing about uh getting faded (laughs) getting totally blitzed out and getting uh uh getting yeah, picking up speed. There you go. <laughs> Shit like that. <laughs> uh, just assuaging their uh, their junky mentalities. And yeah, that seemed to be all together in just this one song. And they threw in a few oys in there. So this is right. a, yeah, no coast criminals. Yeah, of course you don't have a coast. You, you're just multiple different bands. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I'm showing you, that. that's the album cover right there. Yeah. It's got... I think that's what Martin Sheen, right? That's what a No, not Martin Sheen, Emilio Estevez. Oh. Yeah, that's from The Outsiders. I know this cuz he's got a switchblade and a Mickey Mouse shirt. That's right. See, I knew <laughs> yeah. that. Who you calling bums, pal? It's from the movie. Yeah. Who <laughs> you calling bums, pal? That's right. God, I didn't even pick up on that. Right. So yeah, no coast criminals. Yeah, the outsiders wasn't on any coast. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and that's cool looking vinyl right there. They did a good uh, job. Oh yeah, I like job. that. All right, we have white with uh, black and gray splatter all throughout. It's pretty awesome. Pretty good looking record. And twelve tracks. I was saying ten to twelve. There's twelve tracks. I have now played. Only five. There's still seven more. Maybe I'll play them again at some point. I really like this yeah. album. I think they did a great job. Let's play some metal. Let's wrap up the show. All We're right. doing metal again. Mm-hmm. I, I have some new wave in the future, uh, but for now, I had some metal tracks that I wanted to get to, some from Curtain Call Records, some from some other bands. Uh. Mine being from Salt Lake on this particular episode. So eventually, I do have plan to get to some more new wave tracks because I'm not doing just metal, but... I am have been on a bit of a metal kick recently. Yeah, as uh, as have I. By the way, No Coast Criminals doesn't have a follow up album to this called Pity the Backseat. They not that I know of. <laughs> uh, no, that's a that's a that's a deep reference. If you read the book or seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. That's what he actually says when he's got his switchblade out. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, not as uh, hard hitting a title as. Uh, who you calling bums, pal? Right. Who you calling pal, buddy? Who you calling buddy, guys? <laughs> Who you calling guy, bum? Anyway, anyway, the yeah. Moving on from there, 
we're uh, we're hopping back over to the easternmost part of Europe. Not quite to Russia, but a little uh, before that. We're going to Belgium. Right. Belgium. Yeah, where the waffles are from. Right. The waffles. Yeah. The ra- the waffles and, I don't know, the chocolate, I guess? Yeah, I think they have Belgian chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Belgian chocolate and uh, something else. And they also have this <laughs> band. <laughs> they have a lot of great bands, actually. A lot of great bands. But, um, yes. Yeah. This one in particular is a band called Crow's View. Now, yeah, they are kind of metal, but here was the thing. They have a uh, they have a very 90s hardcore vibe, and that vibe being uh, closely, closely related to Ringworm, as far as guitar tone and uh, all the disheveled, distorted madness that you get to hear. Um, but they do have a bit of a death metal edge, a lot of... Uh, a lot of uh, open-ended riffs with these little uh, atonal breaks at the very end. These little, just these little tails at the end of the at the end of the riff. You don't really see that much in uh, hardcore or metalcore, for that matter. So that's a bit more on the uh, metal side. But really, if you listen to them, you can lump them into either category. They can be metalcore, they could be hardcore, or they could just be straight metal to you. Uh, for me, just because of what I said about the little uh, death metal tails, they. I personally consider them to be more of a metal band, and a good one for that. <laughs> they had one album that came out uh, three years ago called Lost Resistance, and pretty solid record front to back, and and yeah, it's just a lot of uh, heavy metal-tinged music with some hardcore breakdowns at the end, and yeah, you get a little bit of a... Uh, you get a little bit of that death metal uh, fanatics in there that are just like, yeah, they give us some fan service. We'll let it pass. <laughs> yeah, for me, I'm a fan of all three of that. So uh, Crow's View, this is the song My Disgust, which is the opener of the album Lost Resistance. And it is a, it will reel you in hook, line, sinker. Let me show you.
So, yeah. I think you can hear it all in that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, that's Crow's View from Belgium. I do not know um, as to their whereabouts currently. That being if they are even still a band in existence. But, well, if, uh, if they're not, they got this awesome album under their belt. So, I do hope they are doing more. Because... I'd, I'd like to hear more of this. <laughs> so there you go. Some uh, Crow's View, the uh, second band I played whose name begins with Crow. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I have no idea why I'm having so many thematic elements coming out of this episode that I did not intend. So, Dustin? <laughs> they they kind of sound like it's been a while since I've listened to... The, the band In Flames, but for some reason uh, that yeah. was coming to my mind when I was listening to this. So I can't remember exactly how much they sound like In Flames to me, but that's what I was thinking. The band um, that I'm playing... Yeah, I haven't listened to them in a long-ass time either, so right? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> the band I'm going to play, maybe I'll play In Flames. I don't know if I've played them on the show before. Maybe we'll play them. Uh, Seeking Tragedy, that's who I'm going to play this show, though. They are from Salt Lake City, uh, reached out... Uh, they, they play shows here and reached out like, hey, we released a new album, and they did on July 2nd of this year. So new album called Entropy, and it's a cool album. Uh, I definitely recommend going and checking it out. The band Seeking Tragedy. Let's listen to the track Death Sentence, and we'll see what you think. Uh, here we go.
So what'd you think? Had a very uh, Cradle of Filth vibe to it. Um, yeah, that kind of a symphonic, operatic... Uh, uh, I, don't know, I don't know what else to say, but it's a stark contrast to those uh, raspy black metal vocals. Sure. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's pretty much the same thing that bands like uh, Cradle of Filth and also uh, Daimu Borgir had in that... They were trying to accomplish and did accomplish in the early 2000s, bringing black metal to the mainstream. That's what this sounded like, except it was leaning more on the melodic side as opposed to the black metal side. Cool. So I don't know if that's like the uh, the overall theme or the context of, of which they're trying to do, but they are doing it well. I will say that. <laughs> Maybe they got more songs where it's uh, more of the uh, screamy, uh, the little uh, gargles going in there, as opposed to just the uh, the soothy, sultry, sing-songy parts. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. Go check out Entropy if you want to hear more of it. That was Seeking Tragedy from here in Salt Lake City. The track, again, was Death Sentence. That's going to wrap up the show. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube Music, Amazon Music, Player FM, and slcpunkcast.com. You can also find all the bands on Instagram at Filth is Eternal, at Dropkick Murphys, at Napalm Punk, at Real Crow Mags, at No Coast Criminals, at Crow's View underscore band, at Seeking Tragedy, and at SLC Punkcast is the show. Eric, where can we find you and all the things you do? All the things I do. <laughs> I do Instagram. I am at Scary Uncle underscore Eric underscore SLC, and I do my band which is also on Instagram at anonymous band SLC. Oh wait, that's never mind. That is our Facebook. That is our Facebook. Our <laughs> God damn it. Our Instagram is anonymous, anonymous official or anonymous band official. I had this memorized at one point. I'm going <laughs> to memorize it once and for all. Give me five seconds here. <laughs> okay. It is anonymous underscore band official. I keep forgetting there are so many underscores. Underscore here and an underscore there. I uh, know. It's, uh, it's killing me. It is killing me. <laughs> uh, but mainly our, uh, our band camp is anonymous, slc.bandcamp.com. That is the easiest thing to say. <laughs> anyway, I am on other podcasts. I am on Wrecked Podcast. That Instagram can be found at Wrecked Podcast, or you can find it on Circle Pit Radio. Or assaultcitycirclepit.net. And you can listen to that on Spotify. And I do have a show coming out if you want to hear me speak more. <laughs> if you want to hear more in-depth album reviews. Uh, most of which will be uh, current. You know, as at the time, there will be albums that were released in my, my pillow time of this three to six months. And if you want to hear what I have to think about them. Uh, you can find that on the Lead Melodies podcast, which will be released this upcoming month in October. Awesome. Yeah, the season of the dead. Awesome. <laughs> call them dead melodies. No, that's just a, a dead melodies. That will be like a tribute episode. Bands that are dead. <laughs> You're going to have to start thinking about some Halloween-themed or seasonal, anyway, themed mm. tracks. I think by the end of this month, we need to start including a couple on some episodes and for uh you know at least want to show yeah yeah we'll have to uh we'll have to buckle down on that <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's uh 
Yeah, Lead Melodies doesn't have an Instagram yet. It's not even really officially announced in the uh, in the whole uh, Circle Pit platform, but it will be. We will be we'll be putting out an introductory episode in the next uh, coming weeks here. So, uh, but keep a lookout for that. I will keep plugging it on this show until the day I die. So, excellent. Well, let's wrap the show up with Facebook. Bands are found at Filth is Eternal, at Drinking Squad, at Dropkick Murphys, at Bastards Wolfpack, and that is for beautiful bastards, at Real Cro-Mags, at No Coast Criminals, at Crow's View, at Seeking Tragedy, at SLC Punkcast is our show. That's it. That's all she wrote. Eric, any final thoughts before we wrap up the show? Well, before we wrap up, you come on here, you listen to what we have to say, we voice our opinions on certain music that we play, and... Yeah, hopefully we, uh, if you feel a certain way about a band, hopefully we uh, either intensified your love for them, made you love them even more, or maybe we did the opposite and made you hate them more than you love them. Either way, I hope we either did or didn't change your mind. Just uh, (laughs) as I said earlier, think for yourself and hope for the best. You know, don't live by our rules, live by yours. So yeah, that's uh that that's all I got to say. Yep. Play the fucking outro.